Happy family day. Yeah, our family can be some of the best experiences we have in life. You know, the, the, the holidays together, eating, tawanan, you know, you feel so secure and so safe in a family. So the family experience, yung buhay na being in a family could be your best life experience or it could be your worst problems in life. Some people want to have a family. Others are trying to get away from their family. So God has a great plan for our family. And that's why ang kaaway mo, the devil, wants na wasaki ng pamilya. Nakawin ang mga family potentials. Because a family that's, you know, talagang solid and together can make eternal impact, generational influence. A lot can happen in a great family where Jesus is at the center. Tanong ko, no, last week sinabi ko, bring Jesus into the center of your family. Nagawa mo na ba? May nagawa ka na steps, practical things, simple baby steps na kung saan na ini-incheck mo si Jesus into the center of your family? Kung hindi pa, I challenge you, huwag mong bitawan na yung, yung, yung hamon na yan. You know, that's a, that's a challenge and that's something that you should do to, to really make steps to anything, anyways. Discarte kung paano mong gagawa yan, but bring Jesus into the center of your family. Sa tahanan, you know, in, in, in breakfast tables, sabi nila, just pray before meals. Okay, I bring Christian music into the atmosphere sa iyong bahay. And Talk about Jesus. Ikaw mag-una. Ikaw mag-initiate ng conversations. Say, I'm thankful to God. And, and bring Christ in. Sa mga problema na kailangan ng solution na sabihin mo, I don't know the answer, but let's ask God. Let's seek the kingdom of God first. And do something na kahit na hindi comfortable sa sa umpisa, maybe your family is not used to that. You know, pero huwag mo isipin na a religion is just pang Sunday na lang, magsimba na lang tayo. No, every day, bawat problema, bawat hinaharap mong situation, bring Jesus into the center of your family. And you will see miracles happen in your family. Where it really matters most is in your family. You know, the Bible is full of stories of broken and hurting families. So kung may mga broken and hurting uh, na situation sa family mo, hindi ka nag-iisa. Jesus understands. Mismo si Jesus, may family problems. You know, they, they understand. The Bible is full back-to-back na mga stories of individual families, tapos mga family tribes, you know, nakagulo, fighting, and even the family of Israel, the household of Israel, yung buong bansa, God looks at that nation, His people, as if as a big family na mga families. And that's why at SFCC, we call this church, it's not a building, this is not a church, this is just a center. You know, this is just floor tiles and chairs and, and bubungan. The church is a family of families. Yan ang tunay na kahulugan ng church. It's people. It's a family. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is a family community. You know, a, a, a man and a wife filled with God is a family. Overflowing 
having offspring, training the children, raising up the next generation of disciples of Jesus. That's family. That's God's plan for a man and a woman. And the ultimate, yung pinaka ultimate broken and hurt family is yung pagkahiwalay natin sa Diyos. Yan ang pinaka unang broken family when, when God and man had a gap because of sin. But you know, it's common to have broken family. Pero ang, ang nature ng Diyos, ang puso ng Diyos, at ang kanyang specialty is to redeem and restore and rebuild and revive our families. God has always wanted a family and he especially wants to restore our family relationship sa kanya. Now in the Bible, I'm going to take you through some stories and some verses, okay? Gagawa tayo ng marang bird's eye view, big picture view, overview of the whole Bible and yung agenda ng Diyos throughout the generations. Okay? So actually, matagal na PhD level Bible course ito. Pero isa summarize ko in sa simpleng way, no? Throughout the Bible, broken families are referred to, okay, napaka-symbolic. Alam mo yung ibig sabihin, metaphor? So in the Bible, broken families are referred to as dead families. Dead. Death. Siyempre, ang death, and you've heard me say this before, sa Bible, ang definition ng death is not na tumigil ang heartbeat. Wala ng pulse, kaya patay na siya. That is the modern use of the word dead. You know, pag sinabi patay ng isang tao, ibig sabihin, hindi na siya, nakakatayo, his blood pulse stops flowing and wala na siyang heartbeat, so he's clinically dead. But that is not the meaning of God's definition of dead. In the Bible, dead means simply lang, separated. Okay, so ang isang tao ay spirit, hindi katawan lang. Ang isang tao ay body, soul, and spirit. Kapag ang kanyang spirit ay umalis, humiwalay sa katawan, kaya nakakapagsabi niya, patay siya. Bakit? Humiwalay ang spirit sa katawan. Wala na siyang buhay, kaya patay. Hindi ibig sabihin tumigil ang kanyang existence kasi meron pa rin yung spirit. Nag-change of address lang. Lip, lip, lumipat sa ibang bahay, sa ibang lugar. Kaya humiwalay siya, patay na siya. So, and ganun din, separated. In our society, hindi po pwedeng makihalo-bilo ang patay sa buhay. Babaho yung patay kaya inihiwalay, nililibing. Diba? We, we, we bury the dead person to separate the living from the dead. Kaya patay siya six feet underground because he's separated from the land of the living. So the word death in the Bible, just like sabi ng Diyos na kay Adam, if you eat from that tree of knowledge, you will surely die. E bakit si Adam ang life niya ay umabot ng uh, hundreds of years old. Hindi naman siya namatay. Na physically. Pero he was separated. Sa araw na yan, he sinned, he separated from God. He was, he, there was a gap. 
Hindi na siya intimate, naglalakad sila na magkasama sa Diyos. He was separated from God. And that's what it means to die. So, broken families are separated from one another. Yung unity, boom, kalat na. May gap, may issues, may dysfunction na. And so, in the Bible, death is a metaphor for brokenness. Family broken, family kalat. But resurrection, it's a bit more resurrection. Also, symbolize, is symbolized by reconciling families, bringing back together what was dead or what was separated, I na brought back to life, na brought together. So, from broken to whole, from scattered to gathered. And another example was the prodigal son. Ang kanyang tatay, di ba? Nung bumalik yung anak, the father said, we should rejoice, maggalak tayo, because my son was dead. Hindi ibig sabihin patay siya. He was separated from the house. Kaya ang, ang, ang sabi ng father, he was dead, and now, kasi naggather siya ulit, he was brought back into the family. Sabi ng, Diyos, sabi ng father, now he is alive again. So throughout the history of the Old Testament, merong this trend of broken families. And meron tong agenda ng Diyos to restore people together. Restore the household. Restore the family back to Him and back to each other. Yeah. Uh, Abraham, may clash siya sa kanyang family. Family problems uh, uh, with his, yung pamangkin niya. They were together, but then may business problem. Nag-clash sila. Kaya, sabi ni, yung, oh, sabi ni Lot, ang solution is, you go that way, I'll go this way. And instead of telling his nephew, no, 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 come on, let's work it out. Let's, let's, let's talk about this. Let's, let's compromise. Let's stick together. No, what did Abraham say? He said, okay, fine. You choose where you want to go. I'll go somewhere else. So, humiwalay, broken family. Yung naging asawa ni Abraham, si Sarah, wala siyang anak. So, they wanted to have a child. God told them they will have a child. But they could not wait. So, nakipag-relation si Abraham sa isang mistress, Hagar. And you know, uh, at that time, hindi bawal na makaroon ng second wife. But how many of you know, when there's a third party, there's problems in the family. There's problems. And that's what happened. Nag-aaway sila, and yung anak nila, si Ishmael, he was fighting with the chosen son, Isaac. Ang gulo. Family problem, family problem, hurt. Sabi ng Sarah, get that mistress and that, that anak sa labas. Get them out of here. I want them gone. Separate them. I want them dead. I want them separated from us. So that's a family problem. Then, see Isaac, nakaroon siya ng twin sons, Jacob and Esau. The Bible says, in the womb palang. In the womb, in the stomach of the, the Esau was going out first. Bilang firstborn, siyang una. Sa twins, meron ng ilang seconds or ilang minutes na, na elder. Pero nung umalis, nung umalis sa tiyan ni, uh, ni mother nila, si, I, si, si Esau, hawak-hawak si Jacob, yung kanyang paa. As if, ando doon na yung first example of crab grab. Crab mentality, na hinihila niya yung kanyang kapatid. That was a, and just a sneak preview of all of the fighting they will have 
for the rest of their lives. And Jacob was a tricker. He, he, was, uh, he was madaya. He, he lied. He schemed. He, he stole the birthright from his brother. And Esau was angry and bitter and unforgiving. He wanted to kill his brother. Yung naging anak ni Jacob, si Joseph, there was family problems because there was favoritism. Sino sa inyo ay naranasan ng favoritism sa family? You know? Uh, dumating ang balikbayan box, sila nakaroon ng damit, yung pang school, everything. Ikaw wala, leftovers. You know? Or maybe ikaw ang favorite. And dahil doon, your, your siblings don't really get along with you. You know, so there was favoritism. And his brothers wanted to kill him. They almost killed him. Bininta siya as a slave. Gulo. Then all of these 12 sons became the tribes of Israel. Fighting and fighting. Civil war. Family. Broken. Family. Kalat. Until David became the king. And during the time of David and Solomon, medyo united ang kingdom. Lahat ng mga tribes nakaroon sila ng buong uh, capital, J- Jerusalem, the city of David. And then there was peace and unity throughout the kingdom for a while. Pero after Solomon died, yung mga anak nila, bad, bad kings, civil war na naman, brokenness. Then years later, dumating ang enemy country, Babylon. And they invaded these tribes and took over destroyed the temple and captured the people, the young men like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego and exiled them. Ipinatapon sa ibang land and kalat sila, they were taken captives. They were made slaves. And that was showing, pinapakita ng Diyos through what happened to Israel is showing what's happened to all of us spiritually. Taken as a captive of sin. In bondage, malayo sa Diyos. So this is all just a spiritual metaphor of a broken, hurting family. Whether small scale or big scale, Ezekiel came and prophesied. See Ezekiel prophet. And so he's speaking on behalf of God. At sinasabi niya kung ano nangyari. And God showed Ezekiel a vision of dry bones. All, nakakalat yung mga bones. And sabi niya sa Ezekiel 37, these bones are the whole, sana whole, sana buo, the whole house or family of Israel. And then the bones said, we're dried up. Wala kaming hope. We're cut off. We're by ourselves. And Isaiah was told, speak to the bones. Prophesy. At sabihin mo, my people, I will Open your graves of exile. Pag sinabing open grave, di ba grave is libingan? Pag sinabing open yung grave, bukas grave, ibig sabihin, there's a resurrection about to happen. It says, I will open your graves and cause you to rise again. Now, pag death is separation, rise again is bringing back together. Kaya ang nangyari in that vision, yung mga bones, nag-join together ulit. Nabuo. Nakompleto. And then nakaroon sila ng skin and muscles. And then the breath of God's Spirit came in them. And they stood up like a mighty united army in formation. 
That's the rising of the dead. That's a symbolic of the family being restored. A family coming back together. The hurts healed. The brokenness restored. And then the verse 14 of Ezekiel 37 says, When this happens, people will know I am the Lord. I'll put my spirit in you, and you will come to life and return home. So be more return home. Oh, it's such a good thing. And then I'm going to share with you a little bit more from Ezekiel 37. But I'm going to give you a few points. Now, first of all, be careful. Number one is be careful who you become family with. You got to be really careful who you join yourself to because a family is like a covenant. You know, be careful which church you join yourself to because it becomes your family. A church is not just a, a show that you attend. It's not like, well, I want to watch Spider-Man. Nandito tayo sa Tarlac. E di manood tayo ng Pasok tayo sa Simihan. A church is a family, not Simihan. It's not a performance center. Church is a family. So be very cautious which family you get into. Because it's not meant to go in a family and then break fellowship with the family. And friends, be very careful also which bed you get into. Because when you sleep with someone sexually, you become family to that person. Paul even warned, is it right to join yourself sexually with a prostitute? You become a you become a family to that. You, you become one. You know, be careful, young people. If you're not yet married, even all the other people in society, they're sleeping together, you know, just casual sex. It's just normal. I'm telling you, that makes you family. If you're not committed with a ring, with a kasal, you are really playing with fire. And a curse is bound to come because it's, there's going to be a broken family out of that. So I'm just saying that you got to be careful who you become family with. If I took this heart, this is the, maybe the heart of all the women. All right, all the ladies, you got a red heart. If I took, a, if I took this heart, and then men, this is your heart, the blue heart. Okay, how's your heart? Yeah, in love, blooming, blue blooming get it if i took some glue because this is what happens when you join together it's like you glue yourself you become glued to the person now write this down write this down a glued heart a familyed heart cannot become unglued without causing significant damage. Okay? So it's glued together. Now what if, ayoko na sayo, may nangyari na hindi natin inaasahan, mga ganon. And this is not working out, so we're just gonna separate. You cannot separate without making damage. Destroyed. Ruined. Masakit. So it's a big deal who 
you become family with. It's a big deal. And you don't just, ah, sawa na ako, mahirap ito. Mahirap siyang kausap. Alis na ako. <laughs> Alam mo, wala na ganyanan. Guys, listen, it's easy to make a baby. That's the easy part. Any boy, boy, can make a baby. But it takes a man to be a father and build a house, build a family on a rock. So be a man. Be careful who you become family with. And another thing is, you know, just think about this cookie. All right. Now, suppose I have a cookie, just a small cookie. This, we're not having Lord's Supper again. This is just a cookie. But what if I said, I'm going to take this cookie and then hatiin na lang natin. You take a half, I'll take a half. You know, let's just separate. Let's just, let's just break the family a little bit and it'll be, it'll be clean. It'll be easy. We can just go away. So, we, you know, you can never, a cookie can never have a clean break. It's never straight. It's always jagged, you know, balutot. And there are pieces that are wasted. It crumbles. It breaks. There is loss. There is major damage to both sides. So be extra, extra careful who you become family with because family is not meant by God to break up. And maybe you came from a broken family. That was not God's doing, but it is God's heart to redeem and restore. All right? And the second thing is to trust God to reconcile the hurting family. We got to trust God. Sabi mo, I trust God. Um, Hebrews 7 verse 25 says, He, that's God, He is able to save completely those who come to God through Him. Because he always lives to intercede for them. This is describing Jesus Christ, yung pinakatagapamagitan, nagi-intercede siya, tumutulong siya on behalf of family. And it says here that he is able to save. Now the word save sa, sa Greek is sozo, S-O-Z-O. And it means to make whole, to make uh, healthy, the well-being, the salvation, the buo. And so we need to trust God's heart. Letter A is God's heart motive to heal and restore. Ang motive ng Diyos, ang kanyang puso para sa'yo is to heal broken and hurt families. To restore kung anong nawala. Maybe you didn't have a father growing up. Maybe you didn't have brothers that you could lean on and trust with. You know, whatever na you were... Whatever was stolen from you. Ko ano yung destruction or damage na ginawa ng kaaway sa pamilya mo. God still wants to turn things around. Maybe you can uh, plant the seed of your pain to some other family. Maybe God still not yet finished with your family. May gagawa pa ng Diyos. May gagawin pa ang Diyos sa pamilya mo. Maybe you hindi mababalik yung four years old mo, but you can still have another season where God can heal and restore things in your family. And let her be is that God has the ability to fix any messy situation. Kayang ayusin ang Diyos. Hindi natin kayang ayusin ang sarili nating pamilya. 
hindi natin kayang uh, iligtas ang ating mga sarili. God, God can do it though. We can't fix it, but God can fix even ganong kagulo, ganong ka-messy ang situation. Ganong ka-complicated. Kung ang Facebook status mo, is, it's complicated. God can make it uncomplicated. He can fix things. Alam ko madalas, it's complicated. Hey, but God can do things to clean up the mess. Amen ba? Do you believe it? Do you trust God? Yes. Jeremiah 30 verse 17, I will restore health to you and your wounds I will heal. Isaiah 61 verse 7, instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, rejoicing. And, and, and you'll have a double portion and everlasting joy. Yung, just like what happened to Job, diba? Uh, nawala, ninakaw siya na, ninakawan siya ng devil. But in Job 40 verse 10, 40, 42 verse 10, the Lord restored the fortunes to Job. And when he had prayed for his friends, nakipag-reconcile pa, pati sa mga kaibigan niya, his wife and his friends, they were, they were fighting, they were arguing. But when he restored things to his friends, he restored that intimacy again, says the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Number three, I want you to be reconcilable. Diba minsan meron akong topic, befriendable. Eh, meron gusto makipagkaibigan sa'yo. Nakikipag-handshake. Nag-aalog ng invitation. Pero ayaw mo. Ayaw mo. Ayaw mo. Mag- ay- ay- kasi hindi ka comfortable. Hindi kita kilala. Mukhang hindi ka katulad ko. Mga ganun. So, minsan, may lumalapat sa'yo, pero hindi ka naging open, hindi ka naging uh, flexible or willing not to be friend. Kaya sabi ko, be friendable. Eh, ngayon, ang tanong, are you reconciled Abel, willing ka ba na makipag-reconcile sa mga kapatid mo, sa family mo? You know, sometimes, sad to say, nasanay na tayo sa gulo. You know, nasanay tayo na ganyan talaga ang pamilya namin, wala ng pag-asa, edi tanggap ko lang. Tinang- tinanggap ko na, eh broken family, eh tinanggap ko na. Hindi kami nag-uusap ng mga kapatid ko. Ganyan talaga. And, and you just become so comfortable with how it's not supposed to be. When in fact, God's not yet finished kung maaring maging reconcilable. Kung maaring na, you know, that's our ministry. Yun talagang katawagan ng Diyos sa atin. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 and 20. God is in Christ reconciling the world to himself. No longer counting people's sins against them and he gave us this mission and this message of reconciliation we're Christ's ambassadors it's as though God was in us making his plea making his uh, invitation to you on Christ's behalf be reconciled to God ang reconciliation sa family if you're not reconcilable if you're not willing for it okay and then you can read Colossians chapter 1, verse 20, and uh, Romans 5, verse 10. All about reconciliation. Live with peace. With, with, as much as you can do it, make peace. Be a missionary of reconciliation sa family. Ikaw ang mag-initiate. Ikaw ang mag, mag, uh, maging intentional. We're going to do whatever we can do to bring things back to wholeness. 
Yes, maraming nawala, maraming years na wasted, maraming destructions, maraming hurts. But I believe and I trust God's heart and I trust God's ability and I'll be reconcilable as the Lord leads. And number four, here's the punchline key. <laughs> Humble yourself. Sabi, God opposes the proud but gives grace, gives grace to the humble. Boy, to, to, to reconcile in a family, it really requires humility. Grabe, no? And I was talking with one of my friends na since grade one, lumaki siya sa abroad. His mother and father were, father niya, foreigner, lumaki siya sa abroad hanggang grade one. And that's the time na ang nanay niya, she took her son and went back to the Philippines. Iniwan nila ang kanilang, ang kanyang father, ang, ang, ang kanyang asawa. So, umuwi siya dito sa Pilipinas and the relationship was broken. And sabi niya, ever since grade one, hindi ko pa nakita, hindi ko pa nakausap yung tatay ko. And I said to him, hindi mo siya alam, hindi mo alam kung hindi mo na-try, did you try to, to, to find him? Sabi niya, madali siyang hanapin, nakikita ko, nag-Google ako. Actually, sa abroad, medyo may profile siya kasi big time siya, kilala. Sikat siya doon, marami siyang inaari ng mga hotel and buildings like that. So sabi niya, I, I know how to find him. Sabi ko, ba't hindi mo siya tinatawagan? Ganito, oh, sabi niya, siguro yung pride... Kasi bilang tatay, siya ang dapat lumapit sa akin. Sabi ko, mm, siguro, tama, maganda kung ang tatay talaga ang mag-initiate. Pero sabi ko, bakit ang pride mo ba ganong kahalaga na to the point na willing ka ba na yun ang maging dahilan kung bakit hindi mo ma-restore ma ang friendship, ang relationship mo sa tatay? Sabi ko, you know, you're a businessman. Sabi ko, you're a businessman. Alam mo naman sa, sa business, kailangan na mag-risk ng konti. Kailangan ka talaga na mag-invest. You have to bring out something. You have to sacrifice and give up some yung pahunan. You have to give a capital in order para kumita ka ng, ng, ng big time. And there's a, of course, there's a risk. Pwedeng lugi, pwedeng walang customer. Ganun. Sabi ko, if a businessman has to invest something valuable, para kumita na malaki, na mas valuable, hindi ba pwedeng i-give up mo? I-sacrifice yung konting pride mo na yan? Para, who knows, maybe yung, yung return of investment mo, yung mababalik sa'yo na relationship maulit with your father, the intimacy, yung, yung kanyang approval sa'yo, yung kanyang friendship, Maybe hindi, maybe hindi may babalik lahat ng years na that you lost, but something big could happen. Something good could come into your life for the next season. Isn't it worth giving up that little pride for something that you could have more? Nag-iisip siya. Sabi ko, higit doon, kasi meron siyang three-year-old son. Not the three. Sabi ko, kung hindi ka ma-reconcile sa tatay mo, yung, yung dysfunction, yung gulo na yan, dadali mo doon sa relationship mo sa anak mo. At ayaw mo, alam ko, ayaw mo yan. So, napaisip siya. <laughs> so, humble yourself. In order to restore, you got to have 
humility. And number five, the last thing here is that the cross of Jesus is our only hope for healing, hurting families. I want to go back just briefly to Ezekiel chapter 37. Dito po tayo magtatapos. Ezekiel 37, God told Ezekiel, I want you to get two pieces of wood. And on the first piece of wood, you're going to engrave the words Ephraim. Ephraim. Now, Ephraim was the sometimes the name used for Israel. Kasi kalat ang mga tribo. And Ephraim had the biggest tribes. Sila yung pinakamalaki doon sa northern tribes of what we call Israel. This was during the time na hati ang kingdom of Israel. Sa baba naman, sabi niya, I want you to write the word Judah. Judah was where Jerusalem was. Okay? Ito yung capital. So Judah and her tribes. Sabi ni God, I want you to, kasi kalat eh, parang civil war na. The tribes, the house of Israel, sabi niya, I want you to get two pieces of wood and on one, write Ephraim and on the northern tribes, and, and that's the northern tribes, and then the other one, you write Judah. Sabi niya, I want you to hold them in your hand as if they are one piece of wood. And there's what he says. Here's what God says. I will take Ephraim, Ephraim and join them to Judah. And I will make them one piece of wood in my hand. Isn't that like God? The two shall become one. Ang agenda ng kaaway is the one shall become two. To, broke, to break the marriage. To break the fellowship. To break the relationship with God. Pero sabi ng Diyos, I will make these two, yung mga enemies, I will make them to become one in my hands. Sabi niya, I will gather. Dati scattered. But now he says, I will gather the people of Israel from among the nations and bring them home to their land from all the places where they were scattered. I will unify them into one nation and one king, King Jesus, will rule them all and they will no longer be divided to two. And I will save them from sinful backsliding and cleanse them and they will be my people and I will be their God. Yan yung phrase kapag covenant ang usapan. Sabi niya, my servant David will be their king and they will have one shepherd and they'll obey my regulations carefully. They will live in the land and their children and their grandchildren will live forever. Generation after generation. I'll make a covenant of peace with them. An everlasting covenant. I will let them live in their land and their numbers will increase. And then he says, I will put my temple among them forever. Now that is a prophecy about Jesus, the Holy Spirit. We're a temple of the Holy Spirit. He says, I will make my home among them. I'll be their God. And their... So here's what happened. Here's these two tribes. Here's these two members of the family who aren't speaking to, uh, to each other. They don't even go to church together. They don't even like each other. Ever had that kind of a family situation? I wish I wasn't your, I wish you weren't my husband. <laughs> I, wish, I wish you weren't my brothers. Have you ever had that kind of really, you know, it's complicated. We can't talk. We don't get along. Laging nag-aaway. Nagtataas na ang boses, you know. And so here's what God says. 
uh, Ezekiel, grab these two in your hand and hold them like they're one piece of wood. Now, usually we hold it like this. But what if, example lang, what if Ezekiel actually held it like this? What if Ezekiel held it like that instead in his hand? One piece of wood together. What if Ezekiel was pointing or prophesying about a cross kung saan Jesus will do a work of restoration? What if Ezekiel said, through the cross, there will be peace, reconciliation, and wholeness? You see, in Ephesians chapter 2, it says that we were dead. Kalat. The two, the Jews and the Gentiles, parehong sinners. But God made peace with, he made peace. He brought the two back together as one. And friends, God can do that in your life, relationship with God. Kasi tingnan mo, God not only restores our man's relationship with heaven in God. So, buo na ito. But God also restores the relationship horizontal from man to man up and down us to God side to side us to our parents us to our children us to our siblings us to our brothers and sisters in Christ think about who you would need restoration with think about someone in your life that there has been brokenness there has been hurt through the cross don't meet you cannot restore the family just by adding more money. You cannot just put up a house and lot. It's, you know, that's the easy part to build a house. But that doesn't mean you have a home, a family. Maraming bahay dyan na walang laman, empty. Maraming bahay dyan, ang dami-daming appliances, pero walang conversation long intimacy it's not money it's not a house and lot it's not someone having a good job a secure job it's that the members of the family will come to the foot of the cross with humility and let Jesus save each one that each member of the family will make a decision to follow Jesus have our sins removed. Have our hurts healed. And trust God to restore what was broken. Your family is not your enemy. The devil is. But we have victory in Jesus lang. In Jesus lang may victory. In Jesus lang na may healing. Now, wag mong isipin na Antayin ko na lang, baka sakaling maligtas din sila, baka sakaling susunod sila kay Jesus. No, no, you go first. Don't wait for your family members to receive Christ. You go first. You do your part. When you change, everything changes. You bring Jesus into the center of your family. Ikaw mag-initiate. Ikaw mag-open ng topic. Open ng conversation. Ikaw mag-pray. Ikaw ang mag-pasok ng Bible study, ng worship music. Ikaw ang mag-invite bilang VIP. 
discard him or just make a way to bring Jesus in because at the cross there is reconciliation there is restoration and there's revival and all of us whatever kind of family you have we all need revival in our families we all need intimacy kaysa maghanap ka ng intimacy sa labas hanap mo kay Jesus you seek first his kingdom seek first his righteousness he gave you a family and he wants you to enjoy it aside from some don't have family at all maybe all of your family is dead maybe all of your family is not coming back but you have a Christian family you have a Christ family you have a Christian community God wants you to enjoy family let's pray together thank you father for sending Jesus to be our reconcil- reconciliation to be our peace and we receive your peace we receive salvation thank you for the gift of salvation friend kung sino man da dito ngayong umaga na hindi ka pa nakatanggap kay Jesus or you're not sure hindi ka pa sure kung you really became a christian from your own heart ngayon umaga ngayon din sumunod ka sa prayer na ito say Jesus i need you Pumasok ka sa aking buhay. Hindi ko kayang iligtas ng aking sarili. Ang, I need you. Tinatanggap kita bilang tagapagligtas. Restore my family, my relationship with you, and my relationship with others. Bring me wholeness in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, God bless your family. Share the good news.